0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of day it may be, it's a pleasure having you to join me in this program about our lamp and keeping it full. Hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks. God bless each and every one of you, wherever you may be listening from. Hey, that last episode had some great information about where and how to keep our lamps well-serviced in oil. <laughs> you know, it is a must that we feed the, on the Lord for our spiritual nutrition. So today's episode will be part one of our purified lamp oil. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel that some teachings are a bit elementary. But then God reminds me, like he always does, to look at what the Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 12. Peter says, For this reason, I will not be negligent to, big word, remind you always of these things. Though you know and are established in the present truth, yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by, that word again, reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a, again, reminder of these things after my decease. You know, that forgetful old dog in me, and maybe you have one too, is right on our heels of life, isn't he? Well, Brother Peter had, a, I think, a pretty good handle on his calling wouldn't you? Now we're going to jump right back into some healthy food here today. And one of the things I've learned over the years is I don't care what may be, we may be talking about, but I'm convinced that consistency is vital when it comes to learning and growing. I want to take a minute and share with you in my walk with the Lord, and I think uh, most of you will agree there are some times that this lamp of ours is hard to get fired up. So today I want to take us to the place where Jesus was being, big word, pressed as well. Well, What I mean by that is that sometimes life is just not going as we'd hoped it would. Ever had one of those days? Have you ever been in that position? I know I have, and more times than I'd like. So in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, let me set the stage. This uh, chapter is covering the Passover week. A lot of things going on this week. Jesus is coming to Jerusalem for the Passover week. On Sunday, Palm Sunday, six days before the Passover. Or you may say, Friday is the day of preparation. So Jesus is teaching about his leaving. And on Thursday evening, they had gathered, and he's teaching as he washes his feet, He exposes the betrayer, Judas. He leads in the partaking of the Last Supper. And when they get up and get ready to leave this uh, room that they're in, they're headed out for the garden. Our scripture today will be in Mark 14, verses 32 through 42. In verse 32, it says, And then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter and James and John's with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed to the father that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And then he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what your will be done. Now this next uh, verse 37 is just astonishing. Then he came, he got up and went back. He came and found them sleeping, his disciples, and and said to Peter and Peter Simon, Are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. These boys were tired, weren't they? They'd been up and around, been at the the Last Supper, but they were exhausted. And the flesh is always going to be a hindrance in keeping our lamp full. Verse 39 says, And again he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them, (laughs) you said it, asleep again. For their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Verse 41 says, Then he came the third time. Third time is a charm, isn't it? (laughs) And he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It's enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. They were in Gethsemane, folks. Every believer, I believe, has our own Gethsemane. The Lord showed me many years ago about the importance of the Garden of Gethsemane and its value to every believer. Now, the Garden is located at the foot of the Mount of Olives, just across the Brook Kidron from Jerusalem. Gethsemane is of great importance here because it is known as the olive press. Well, guess what? Our lamps are always in need of, <laughs> you guessed it, pure, clear oil. Back in Exodus 27, verse uh, uh, Twenty. Remember, Moses instructed Aaron to fill the menorah lamps daily with oil to burn 24-7. The oil back then was made by beating olives by hand to produce oil. And then it had to be made clear and pure. This was a daily procedure. Well that olive oil filling of the menorah lamp was still going on in Jesus' time. Let me emphasize something here. This place in the garden is where Jesus was agonizing in prayer to the point of sweating blood. And we must understand that Jesus had just come from the Last Supper. And he went and he went to great lengths, explaining to the <laughs> slumbering disciples that he was leaving them. Jesus was being you guessed it pressed huh. this is God praying to God. if this is happening to him, we must understand our part in serving him. We're going to be you guessed it pressed. I like to think of. It has pressed in to action. Isn't it so fitting that when Jesus was going through this moment of stress, he wanted to communicate with the Father, prayer. The sad thing was his support team was snoozing when he wanted them to be in prayer with him. Now, what are we learning here is that pressure produces character. This garden is the filling station for you and me to be filled and come out on fire for God's will to be done in our lives. Look what uh, the brother James says in James chapter 1 verse 2. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces, big word here, patience. But let patience have its perfect work, knowing that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, all of what we're talking about is the formula for the filling of our lamps. This, think about this, it for a moment. How could Jesus count it all joy when he knew that in a few moments, as he prayed in the garden, shortly he would be arrested and taken to start the process of being crucified? The only way that can happen is he knows after he dies, three days later, he will be at the right hand of the Father. Now, we just come away from celebrating Easter Sunday. And that's that's what happened. He rose after three days. You see, my friends, trials, testing, and tribulation has the purpose of purification, which is the formula to get us closer to him the intimate relationship he wants with his bride. All of these trials, tests, tribulations are part of his plan. Let me read one commentator's uh, story. This man was in the ministry. He says, I myself have been made a minister of the same gospel, And through it is true at this moment that I am suffering. He was being pressed on behalf of you who have heard the gospel. Yet I am far from sorry about it. Indeed, I am glad because it gives me a chance to complete in my own suffering something of the untold pains for which Jesus Christ suffers on behalf of his body, the church. For I am a minister of the church by divine commission, a commission granted to me for your benefit and for a special purpose, that I might fully declare God's word, that sacred mystery which up to now has been hidden in every age, in every generation, but which is now as clear as daylight to those who love God. They are the, those to whom God has planned to give a vision of the full wonder and splendor of his secret. A plan for the sons and daughters and the secret is simply this. Christ in you, Yes, Christ in you, bringing with him the hope of all glorious things to come. Boy, it was jam-packed today, wasn't it? And I'm just so glad that you got to join me, and, and I hope that you've been blessed. And we're going to continue next time with part two of Purifying Our Lamp. Today we were pressed. We were learning about being pressed, and that's just part of purifying the lamp. So that will do it for today, and I hope you can tune in next week. And by the way, if you have friends or relatives that come to mind as you listen, please invite them, and comments are welcome as well at this address, fillthelamp at yahoo.com, all one word, lamp at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you, Father. We just want to come and glorify you we We get up every morning and and we just uh sometimes neglect it, but we we know that you'll forgive us when we ask you to do that Lord. uh I pray that everything that uh, uh comes into this this ministry and this uh at this time, Father God, that it would be something that would uh, give you all the glory all the time. And I just pray right now for each and every listener here, Father God, wherever they are in their walk, maybe some of them don't even know you yet. So I pray that they will. And if they do, I pray that they would seek you with a greater, greater appetite to uh, be fed by your word. Father God, I just lift these people up to you, and I do it in the precious name of Jesus. Well, that does it. God bless. Until next time.